0: Plum Creek Church, and we are a place where you matter. Our mission here is centered around change lives, changing lives. We believe this happens through three important relationships, intimacy with God, intentionality with family, and influence with others. God has something he wants to say specifically to you, wherever you are. Our hope is that you leave encouraged and closer to him than ever before. We'd love to connect with you online at Plum Creek Church, or on social media to see how Plum Creek is impacting our community and what opportunities we have for you and your family to get connected. If you'd like to support the ministry we're doing here in Castle Rock, two easiest ways are through the Give tab on our website or via your mobile device by texting any dollar amount to 720-606-5563. It's a secure connection with simple instructions to get set up. Thanks again for joining us today. We hope you'll enjoy this message. We're going to give her a present, probably some flowers. My dad is getting a rose for my mom and um, me and Carson are giving her a payday. Paying her tickets. You're giving her a ticket to do what? To clean the house for her. Um, usually on Mother's Day we give her bread. I'm back. Breakfast in bed. Uh, Pay what. Um those silly things. Well, there's a lot of sweet things, but one thing is um take us to um Disneyland. Because she helps me with my homework and she she takes us out to dinner. That she loves me no matter what happens. Because I came out of her belly. Because her mom. Maybe because she likes to snuggle. That she's amazing. Sometimes she makes me breakfast. She tickles us, she earns um, funny faces. That yeah, I get to uh, um, spend time with her. And um, she lets me have candy sometimes. She's still teaching me how to use the vacuum. And I've been using it since I was two. She says sometimes she always says stop biting. Get hair out of your mouth. I always chill on my hair. She wakes my heart up. She hugs my face. Are you serious right now? Clean your room before you go have a play date. Be a blessing. Oh, I love that she's part of our family. I love you. I love you, Mom. I love you, Mom. I love you, Mommy. I love you, Mom.
1: You guys thank our media team for putting that together. So awesome. Well, happy Mother's Day weekend. So cool to see uh, so many moms here today. My name's Gary. I'm one of the pastors here on staff. Uh, My mom will turn 87 two weeks from today. It's just kind of crazy uh, to think about that. Uh, I grew up with three brothers. I'm number three of, of four sons. But a long time ago, uh, my mom told me I was her favorite. <laughs> Actually, I told her I was her favorite, but she has never disagreed with me. Uh, she says, I love you all the same. Well, like many of you here, I would not be the person I am today if it weren't for my mom. I'm indebted her forever. I could never repay her uh, for all that she's done for me. And there is a, a concept known as a life debt. Maybe you're familiar with the term. We see it in books and in movies. A life debt is where someone's life is saved by another, and then that person spends the rest of their life serving the one who saved them out of gratitude, basically repaying them. And years ago, this is Hard for me to believe, it'll kind of date me, because this movie is almost 30 years old now, but years ago, there was a Kevin Costner movie called Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, and in that movie, Morgan Friedman's character tells Robin Hood that he owes him a life debt. If you're a Star Wars fan, this is how Han Solo and, and Chewbacca got connected. But in a very real sense, I owe my mom a life debt. And if you grew up in church or if you've been around church uh, for a while, you know that God's word speaks to this concept of honoring our parents. When God gave us the Ten Commandments in Exodus 20, basically his top ten, locked in firmly at number five was the command to honor your father and your mother. Now, I realize for some here today, Mother's Day does not bring happy memories. Maybe your mom hurt you, maybe she abandoned you, maybe there's some kind of rift that is still going on with her. Others of you have lost your mom. I know the pain of of losing a parent. My dad's been gone for 19 years, it's a deep, deep sadness. Still others of you desire to be a mom and for whatever reason, it hasn't happened yet. So we're gonna talk about some of that harder stuff a little bit later. As I was preparing for today, I realized that Mother's Day is a very complicated holiday. Because who is my audience? It's not my wife, Amanda. She's not my mom. She actually tells me that quite often. (laughs) I am not your mother. But it's complicated because there are biological moms Step moms, single moms, divorce moms, teenage moms, adoptive moms, foster moms, birth moms, surrogate moms, expectant moms, new moms, spiritual moms, your husband's mom, your wife's mom, and women who want to be moms. And even with a list like that, I'm sure I've still missed a few. But here's what I know to be true about every single one of us. Every single one of us has a mom raise your hand if some mother carried you in her womb okay raise your hand now look around it's all of us now you may not call her mom she may not be in your life maybe you have an okay relationship maybe you have an amazing relationship maybe she's no longer living but the bottom line is this you and i could not have existed Without her, every single one of us here today has a mom. And so today I want us to consider that each of us have a life debt to our mom. If you take notes, this is our main thought this weekend, so you can write it down. I have a life debt. Your mother carried you. Her ribs hurt because of you. She had to go to the bathroom all of the time because of you. Eventually she waddled for you. Her body changed in all sorts of ways she never would have dreamed of because of you, and through tremendous pain or discomfort, she gave life to you. God chose your mom's DNA to make you unique. And God chose my mom's DNA to make me unique. In Psalm 139, David is talking to God, and and he says this. He says, you, you, God made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. In other words, God was intimately involved in the development of our body, of our mind, of our personality as he knitted us together inside our mother's womb. And whether you like your mom or not, whether you know your mom or not, God chose her to create you. You owe her a life debt. Now, as I've already mentioned, Mother's Day can be complicated because for some of us, we may say we have more than one mom. Maybe you were adopted and you have a relationship with both your biological mom and the mom who raised you. Maybe you have a great relationship with your spouse's mom or a friend's mom and it's almost as if they're more of a mom to you than the mom you grew up with. Maybe there's a person in your life that's a mentor to you and and you would consider that person like a mom. And again, on and on the list can go So how do we take God's commandment seriously, and how do we take it or, or make it practically to honor our parents? Because there are no qualifiers. We are to honor our parents at every stage of our lives. And so I'm going to share six ways to honor our moms this weekend and beyond. And I'm sure you'll come up with other ways. This is not exhaustive, uh, but hopefully this will get us started. And I want to start with all the kids or the teenagers in the room. You're still living under your parents' roof. Uh, they, they feed you, they clothe you, they provide for you. And I'm gonna ask you a question, I want you to shout it out, uh, shout out your answers. Kids, teenagers, how do you think you could best honor your mom, your dad, a step-parent, adoptive parent, foster parent? Just shout it out loud, how could you best honor them? Okay, let's try this again. Moms and dads, how could they best honor you? What is it? Say it louder. Listen, Listen, obey, do what you've asked them to do. If you said cleaning or whatever, it's because the bigger issue is you want them to listen to you. And all the parents in the room say amen. Amen. All right, parents, you can pay me for that one. Uh, A little bit later, I'll be out in the atrium. But in Ephesians 6, 1, we, we read that God has a very, he is very clear about this. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. You honor your parents and you honor God when you do what they've asked you to do. And I promise you, things will go so much smoother on both sides when, when, when we do this. Now, of course, that doesn't mean you do something harmful or illegal, and hopefully that hasn't happened to you. If it has happened to you, please talk to me. Talk to Pastor Emily. Talk to Pastor Kyle or Pastor Olivia. We would, we'll help you walk through that. So number one, obey them. Number two, please them. And here's what I mean. Live your life in such a way that it pleases your parents. When you're faced with a decision, one of the best things that you could ask yourself is what is the wise thing to do? And you can do this at at any age. I'm I'm not talking about pleasing your parents by only doing what they think you should do. I'm talking about making them proud by the wise choices you make by the way that you live your life and again this is something even if your mom and dad are gone you can still be honoring them by making wise choices proverbs 23:22 says listen to your father who gave you life and don't despise your mother when she is old get the truth and never sell it also get wisdom discipline and good judgment The father of godly children has cause for joy. What a pleasure to have children who are wise. So give your father and mother joy. May she who gave you birth be happy. So we can obey them, please them. And then number three, remember them. This is a big one. Remember what they did for you. Remember our main thought that you and I, we have a life debt. Like many of you here today, my mom was our family organizer, our family event planner, family meal creator, family wardrobe consultant, family counselor, and family doctor. My mom took the lead in our home spiritually, and I've told many people over the years that with with all the things I learned in going to a Christian college and going to seminary, The most I learned about the Bible and following God was because of my home pastor, who was there for 13 years while I was growing up, and my mom. I learned what a real relationship with the Lord looked like and what it meant to have a real relationship through my mom. There was never a doubt that Jesus was first in her life. And she lived it out before my brothers and me, and we grew up knowing the reality of God's love in our lives. Our parents made sacrifices for us. Think about all the sacrifices they made. Helping with school projects or daily homework, packing your lunches, getting you fed breakfast and off to school on time, picking you up from school. How about the sleepless nights where they're Spending them worrying about you. You know, it's midnight or past midnight, and and where are you? Just from a financial point of view, think about all the fees and bills and expenses our parents paid. Sports leagues, dance lessons, summer camp or camps, traveling leagues, band trips, prom, cars, and all the expenses that go along with that, insurance and, and gas, year after year after year. According to a report from the Department of Agriculture, the cost for a middle-income family to raise a child born in in 2015, and by the way, whose idea is it at the Department of Agriculture (laughs) to figure this out? But the cost for a middle-income family to raise a child born in 2015 through the age of 17, wait for it, $233,610. And that's just for one kid. And that doesn't include college expenses or when they move back in after college, right? Over $13,000 per year for 17 years. Now imagine what your parents could have done with an additional $13,000 per year per kid. The nicer house, the nicer car, more vacations, and all the other things. But they chose to make. A sacrifice. And instead of spending money on themselves, they spent it on your clothes, your food, your school, your braces, your doctor visits. They even included you on their vacations. (laughs) It is a sacrificial decision to be a parent. So honor them. So we can choose to obey them, to please them, to remember them, and then number four, appreciate them. Here's what I've learned as I've grown older, and I'm sure many of you have have learned this as well. Life gets busy. We get busy with our own family, our own friendships, our schedules, our career, our hobbies, all of our own stuff. And if you're like me, we tend to take those for granted, who we should be valuing the most. It's not that we don't love our mom or dad. We love them. We just get busy. Proverbs thirty eleven says, some people curse their father and do not thank their mother. Guys, let's not be like that. We need to thank them and tell them how much we appreciate them. few years ago, my mom was diagnosed with with breast cancer. And I remember where I was when when I got the phone call from her that that had happened. It was just like a punch to the gut. And I'm sure many of you have have experienced something similar. And I I was just in shock because I knew breast cancer doesn't run on her side of the family. And she was in her 80s. She was in her mid-80s. And as a few weeks go by and, and she was getting ready uh, for surgery, I, I called her up the night before. Uh, she was going in for her mastectomy and my brothers uh, still live around her, so they were there to support her. I was here in Colorado, but I called her up because I just wanted to pray with her before the big surgery the next day. And, and I couldn't get anything out. All I was doing was just <laughs> crying on the, on the phone. I'd, I'd try and start to say something and, and I would just choke up. And eventually, I I squeezed out a few words thanking God for my mom, and and she got to listen. And I I just thank God for the way that she taught me God's love, the way that she showed me God's love, the way that she demonstrated unconditional love for my dad and unconditional love for me and my brother. And if your parents are still living, no matter how old they are, they have an intense need. An intense need to know that they made a positive impact on your life. The greatest gift you could give your mom today are your personal words of appreciation. Gifts are great. Going out for for lunch or for dinner, that's a lot of fun. Showing, you know, loving actions, that's awesome. But there is something incredibly powerful about hearing it or reading it. So pick up the phone and call her today or call her back today or say it to her face-to-face and just say, Mom, thank you for and fill in the blank. Whether it's one, two, or a list of 30 things, just let it come from your heart, but let her know why you appreciate her. Write them down. Read them to her if if you need to. Mail them to her. Share them with her. Give her the list. I've done this. In fact, this morning I had the boys do a a short list for 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 their mom. I promise you it will be a treasure that she will never forget. And even if your mom is no longer here, you can still do this. Create your list, reflect on it, and then share it with somebody, share it with your kids, share it with your spouse, share it with a friend, but but just use the opportunity to appreciate your mom and to honor her and to be grateful for her. When I was working on my message this week, I I realized that uh, the answers I was creating were forming an acrostic. Some of you may, may have already seen this, but we have O-P-R-A, and if I just figured out an H, I'd have Oprah. <laughs> and it actually wasn't that hard to do, and I promise you, this was, this was not done intentionally. I was just in my prep work, I'm like, it's spelling Oprah. But it, it was really easy, because we can help them. We can help them. As time passes, our roles kind of reverse, don't they? And I know some of you have experienced this just like I'm experiencing this. But as time goes on, we begin to recognize, you know, I, I think I can handle certain situations or decisions better than they can. Or maybe it was the first time that, that your parents asked you for your opinion about some important decision that they needed to make, and you're just like, what? What a, what a surreal experience. As our parents get older, sometimes their personalities kind of change a little, a little bit. Sometimes they aren't as nice. They get more opinionated, set in their ways. Maybe they become more emotional or they start having health concerns. It was just like two years after my mom's cancer that she had this, this mental episode. Something happened in her mind and it just kind of spun and she's never recovered from that. And and now when I visit her or when I call her on the phone, it it just means a lot more patience on my side because there is going to be a ton of her repeating herself. Sometimes they start to lose their confidence. Things that you saw them do thousands of times as as a kid, now they're asking for your help. It's almost as if we begin parenting them because they now need our help around the, hell, uh, around the house or with cleaning, or maybe it's helping them pay their bills or giving them a ride somewhere. Now we're the ones worrying about them, right? In 1 Timothy chapter 5, Paul is instructing Timothy, and, and, he, and he's telling them how to help older people. And he says, treat older women as you would your mother, and treat younger women with all purity as you would your own sister's. Take care of any widow who has no one else to care for her. But, and that's a big but, and whenever you see a but in scripture, you need to pay attention. Okay, that's, that's supposed to be funny. <laughs> but if she has children or grandchildren, their first responsibility is to show godliness at home and repay their parents by taking care of them. This is something that pleases God. And then just a few verses later, Paul drills this home in verse eight when he says, but those who won't care for their relatives, relatives, especially those in their own household, have denied the true faith. Such people are worse than unbelievers. Guys, this is a big deal to God. We have a life debt. And there will come a time when they need our help. And I know it's going to look different f- for everybody. I, I get that. But we honor them when we do this. Now I know some of you have been waiting for this moment because you're here today and, and you'd say, Gary, I am glad you had a good mom. I really am. But I didn't. My mom hurt me. She left me. She didn't sacrifice for us at all, the most selfish woman I know. Maybe she even abused you. You don't know what it's like, Gary. And I would just need to say to you, you are absolutely right. I don't know what it's like. And I am so sorry that that's been your experience. I am so sorry that that's what happened to you because that is not how God envisions it, that is not his perfect plan. But I also need to lovingly say that while you can't control what was done to you, you must control how you respond. And I need to say that last part again. You must control how you respond or you will carry that hurt and pain with you and it will never go away. And it will show up, I promise you, it'll show up in your heart, it'll show up in other relationships at the most inopportune times. So what are you supposed to do? What, what does God expect you to do if you were hurt or let down or even abandoned by your mom or by your dad or by even both parents? And I realize that this, this could be going on for some of you right now. This is This is fresh. First of all, know that God loves you. Just like we sang about a few moments ago, his reckless love is for you. Several times in scripture, God promises that he will never leave you. He will never forsake you. God's love is there. You can lean into him. That makes God the the perfect heavenly parent because of his love. So lean into that if you need to. And then secondly, he wants you to face your hurt so that you can get on with your life. And there is only one way to do that that really works. And that's number six. And it's gonna mess up Oprah, but that's not why we're here this weekend. Forgive them. Choose to forgive them so that you can be free. Forgive them so that you can break the cycle of allowing past hurts to affect your present day and your future. Forgiveness is not a feeling, it's a choice. Choose to forgive them. And if reconciliation is possible, do it. God's word says that we're to live at peace with everyone as much as it depends on us. So if you can do that, do that. And I'm, I'm not talking about putting yourself in unsafe situations. As we've said many times on this stage before, forgiveness and trust are two very different things. Forgiveness is given. It's a choice. Trust is earned. But choose to forgive them. Colossians 3.13 says, make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone guys that means our parents too forgive anyone who offends you remember the lord forgave you so you must forgive others listen every parent is flawed your parents were flawed my parents were flawed their parents were flawed if you're a parent you're flawed as a parent now myself i know that very very well There are no perfect parents because there are no perfect people. But God's command to honor remains and we can honor our parents by forgiving them. We can choose to forgive them for the big stuff and we can choose to forgive them for the small stuff and everything in between because God tenderly reminds us in that verse we just looked at, Colossians 3, that he knows a little bit about forgiveness. And he is gently nudging us to remember that the Lord, it's as if he's saying, remember, I forgave you. So you must forgive others. And I'm not saying it's gonna be easy. And if, and if you uh, wanna get connected with a Christian counselor to help you walk through this, we would love to help get you connected. But when we individually remember how much we've personally been forgiven by God, no matter what our parents did or didn't do, it will never compare to how much God has forgiven us. So this Mother's Day weekend, as we head off to a restaurant or as we go back home or wherever wherever we're going, imagine if all of us embrace God's command to honor Him by choosing to honor our parents, to obey them, please them, remember them, appreciate them, help them, and forgive them. And you see this this whole idea of forgiveness, it's, it's for all of us. The most important message we share here at Plum Creek is the good news of God's love and forgiveness. And in a very real way, you and I, have a life debt to God. We owe him everything. He created us, he made us. And then he chose to send his son Jesus because of his amazing love for you and me, he sent his son Jesus to sacrifice himself on the cross for you so that you and I and everyone who would believe could be forgiven of all of our sins and experience abundant life today and eternal life forever. And if you've never started a relationship with God, and if you've never experienced his forgiveness, you can do that today. Would you guys pray with me? And if that's you today, you realize that Maybe for the very first time, this whole idea of a relationship with God is beginning to make sense, it's clicking. You do owe everything to him. He made you. So in your own words, you can just tell him that you do owe him your life. And that you understand that because of his amazing love for you, he sent his son Jesus to die on the cross and then God brought him, back three, brought him back to life three days later so that death was forever defeated, sin was defeated, you could be forgiven and have a brand new heart. And if that's you, you just talk to God in your own words. Tell him that's what you want, that you believe, that you want him to change you from the inside out. And in your own words, just invite him into your life. Dear God, none of us had perfect moms. But we honor our moms this weekend because you chose them to create each one of us. We have a life debt to them. So we commit ourselves to obeying them, pleasing them, remembering them, appreciating them, and helping them. And God, where forgiveness is needed today, please soften hearts soften hearts and bring about the healing in the way that only you can and for those struggling with this weekend for whatever reason comfort them at every stage of our lives god we thank you for the gift of our moms and we pray your blessing on them or on their memory